Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're going to do some money and politics. Best of the best, Liz Peek, Fox News contributor, syndicated columnist Steve Moore, Freedom Works Committee to Unleash Prosperity Hotline, and WABC radio host of More Money, which follows this show on many of the same stations. Welcome, kids. Liz, Liz Peek, you write the best stuff. I, I love your stuff. Look, at here's one. The New York Sun, Liz Peek. To stave off New York's death spiral, cut taxes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And here's a key line, all right? Yet, for most displaced New Yorkers, playing golf does not measure up to the stimulating and often exasperating smorgasbord of life in the Big Apple. People tell me they are dying to come home if only the tax burden didn't make it so expensive to do so. Oh, my God. This is one for the ages. Go ahead, Liz. Cut taxes in New York. Well, I mean, this is a page out of your book, Larry, which is, I mean, the amazing thing is, it seems as though the progressives in charge of New York, Illinois, San Francisco, California, whatever, never consider changing course. It's like... They know they're on the right path. They know they're doing the right thing, even if the results are so vividly telling them otherwise. So why not experiment? Why not try to get people to come back to New York? Because I'm not exaggerating. I have a gazillion friends who've moved to Florida. Almost without exception, they would kill to be back in New York. But their accountants, their, you know, their, their people who look after their money are saying you cannot afford to do this. It is simply too uh, injurious to your long-term well-being. So, you know, as you have written so many times and point out, if you cut taxes, revenues go up. Mm-hmm. And you know it would happen if you did it in New York because these people would come home. And it's not, this is not rocket science. This is fact. I'm going to read some more. That I mean, this is so good. This is like <laughs> one for the, an analysis by Cato, shows that income tax revenue in 2022 was 32% higher than CBO projected following the 2017 tax cuts in April, in April 2018. Similarly, payroll and corporate tax revenue outpaced the estimate by 6% and 20% respectively. Steve Moore, that sounds suspiciously like the Laffer curve. <laughs> Larry, you took the words right out of my mouth because uh, Liz's um, column really is a kind of recitation of the truism that when you cut tax rates, people will move back if they could do it. And uh, what I was think, listening to you both speak about this, you know, you're very New York centric, of course, but the other state that really needs to cut their tax rates to become more competitive is California. So California and New York have the, have 14% income tax rates, 
And you've got nine states, including Texas and Tennessee and Florida, that have a zero income tax. So that's a big deal in terms of, you know, I know people, Liz, who have moved out of New York, moved to Florida, and they say they save so much money on taxes, they were able to buy their house in Florida just yeah. on their tax savings. So that's pretty yeah. pretty amazing savings. Now, I wanted to add something to this. I love, 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 love this idea of Ron DeSantis debating Gavin Newsom about whether the Florida model works better than the California model. Let's lay it out. Let's let Americans decide. Do you want America to look more like California with runaway crime and homelessness and and uh, you know high taxes and high poverty, or do you want it to look like a growth state like Florida that operates with no income tax at all? I thought you were going to say you love, love, love the fact that this week is the 100th anniversary of the Harding Coolidge <laughs> tax cuts. The Harding Coolidge melon tax cuts. I love that, cuts. too. Yeah. And by the way, if you want to talk about a tax cut that actually paid for itself, uh, did you know in the 1920s, after that tax cut for seven years in a row, the United States government ran a budget surplus, right. even though we cut the highest tax rate from, what, 75 to 25 percent? See, what's going to happen here, Liz, uh, all the friends you're talking about, and I know a lot of them, they're going to come to New York to go to your party in September yep. on the rooftop. <laughs> to the, the most, really, the most you got to see this, the most beautiful rooftop uh, penthouse. And But then they're going to leave. They're going to go back to Florida. Yeah. <laughs> and, in fact, they'll yeah. probably take private planes so they can have dinner at the Everglades that night. <laughs> well, look, I mean, this is the tragedy, right? I mean, these are the people who really do support the cultural life of New York and yeah. who, I mean, who have really been paying the bills for the past several decades. And so, you know, hopefully there'll be another group, another generation of high income Americans who come in to New York because they just can't resist what's there. But, you know, it, it, it is it is not immutable. The success of New York is not guaranteed. And I've been mm. through one of the big swoons in New York's fiscal life, and it's not pretty. And right now it's not pretty, Larry. But, again, what's so frustrating is you and I can talk about the data, and, and so can Steve and Art Laffer forever, but their ears are closed. And, Steve, the thing you didn't mention about California, what is all this spending supposed to be aimed at? It's supposed to be lifting people up. Well, they have the worst income inequality, yes, I believe, yep, in the United States. Do. So it is not lifting people up. It is not helping society all it does is drag everybody down. And so, yeah, you'd think that income inequality would be reduced by just that, but it is not. I mean, it's just And awful. by the way, to add what you were saying, Liz, I mean, I just got back from California a few weeks ago. Uh, Larry, you lived there for a while. Uh, the three, three great um, uh, traditional American cities, Los Angeles, Oakland, and San Francisco, are being destroyed by progressive policies and not just right. high taxes. Of course, they have high taxes, but, you know, you have people urinating on the street corners. You've got homeless people everywhere. You've got crime. Uh, you know, people are closing down their stores because there's nobody to, to chase away the criminals. And that's, that's an, you know, that's where the progressive track is taking us, America, if we yeah. go down that path. Meanwhile, have either of you been to Miami lately? I mean, Miami is the I most have. bustling city in America. It's the new, it's the new Manhattan is, is, uh, is downtown Miami and it's becoming yeah. a financial center as well. Boy, you know, sure is. There have been so many firms that have moved to Miami. And Steve, to your point in terms of the 
of the uh, activity there. Remember Dubai uh, and Abu Dhabi at the height of the explosion of wealth in the Middle East and how they called it Crane City? That's Miami right now. There's not a segment that is not seeing incredible growth. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, Liz, um, I'm driving to work. I'm going from uh, Park Avenue down to Fox, and I run down Park, and I go 47th Street, and then I hook around Vanderbilt to 45th Street. (laughs) And it is wall-to-wall, body-to-body migrants. I've never seen any hundreds and hundreds of migrants just on the street, right, and then there's a bunch of cops that do nothing. And then there's a bunch of reporters and TV stations with cameras. It's the most depressing sight I have ever seen. This week, I did it every day. And it's, it's extraordinary. And I'm just saying, what is going on here? How can this be? It's a humanitarian crisis. Yes. It's yep. a New York City urban crisis. But it's also a policy crisis. I mean, it starts at the border, which is open, and then I guess Texas and everybody's bussing people up to New York. Eric Adams doesn't know what to do about it. I mean, it's just, it's wrecking our city. It's all is losing. Yeah. And I've been in New York on and off for, I don't know, 40, 45 years. I've never seen anything like it. Well, it's, it's 91,000 people, I think, now, migrants living in New York City. city is uh, paying for everything, free health care, giving them food, giving them shelter, uh, in return for nothing from the federal government, uh, under whose reign this has happened. But, of course, it's every city now in America is suffering from this. It's the most appalling lapse of uh, general control of our country and sort of accountability I've ever seen. And honestly, I cannot believe that Alejandro Mayorkas continues to come to Congress, lie about it. He hasn't been impeached for doing exactly that because he has. And also, there is a law that he is supposed to close this border, maintain order at the border, and he has never done that. So I, I would hope, I really, really hope that next year this is a big issue in the election because, honestly, it wasn't that long ago that we all agreed, yes, it, legal immigration is great, a closed border, a tight border is great, even Democrats signed on to this. This is just, I, I mean, it's really an offensive policy. And at some point, Larry, I think lower-income Americans, black Americans, for example, are going to really resent the fact that there are now more than 5 million people who are in our country illegally taking a lot of work away right. from other Americans or, or other people. That's well, I think I think more and more are going to vote Republican because of that. I, think I hope. exactly right. Steve Moore, by the way, speaking of California and that debate, is Gavin Newsom going to run for president? Uh, I uh, I think he sure might, and I think he'd be a tough opponent for the Republicans, notwithstanding the fact that California is a is a basket case. But 
you know, he is, uh, you know, he's, we call him Governor Hair Gel. He never has a hair out of place. He's, you know, mm-hmm. dapper. Uh, and he's a, he's a friendly guy. I don't know if you, have you met him? I know. Larry? I know him very well. Yeah. No, no, I you know, know him so, very, so, very he's well. He's a very charming guy. Charming. He's wrong on almost everything, but, yeah. you know, he's, he's a likable person. And look, he's the governor of the biggest state in the country, but he's no Ronald Reagan. <laughs> no, he's not, but, uh, He's he's very glib, uh, great communicator. Yeah, yep. I watched him actually. I watched him debate uh, Sean Hannity, and unfortunately, Gavin did very well in that debate. I think he'll do. Yep. I think he'll clobber DeSantis in that debate. I, I was just going to say, I don't want to see that happen because you know, really? even if DeSantis has all the facts on his side, yeah. and he yeah. does, he mm. is not as uh, agreeable. He's not. He's not smooth uh, in terms of his presentation. And I hate to say this, but a lot of voters are going to be snowed, to use an old-fashioned word, by Gavin Newsom. Well, Liz, you may may be right about that. But if I were running DeSantis' campaign, I mean, he needs something to pick him up. And if he were to to debate uh, Gavin Newsom and, you know, uh, it was a TKO, then I think it could breathe new life into his uh, campaign. So we'll see. I mean, it'd be entertaining to watch, but you're right. I mean, uh, Gavin Newsom always has beautiful suits, but he's also a bit of an empty suit. Yeah, but <laughs> so I hope, I hope whatever happens with this impeachment inquiry, that it goes on and on and that Joe Biden stays in the race because then Gavin Newsom will not have time to mount a credible I campaign. I got yeah. a break. Okay. I got a break. Uh, what uh, what the Santas needs is, is a substitute, Donald Trump. Anyway, we're going to take a break. Liz Peak, Fox News, and the syndicated columnist Steve Moore, Committee to Unleash Prosperity Hotline, and WABC Radio Show More Money coming right after this show on most of these same stations. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. Larry Kudlow. From Wall Street to the White House, this is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. We're here with Liz Peek, Fox News contributor, syndicated columnist, and Steve Moore, committed to Unleash Prosperity uh, Hotline and WABC radio show, More Money, right after this show, on uh, most of these same stations. All right, kids, I got another Liz Peek special. Fitch smacks Biden for out-of-control spending. They uh, downgraded the debt from AAA to AA+. I'm not so concerned about that. But the quote here is, expected fiscal deterioration over the next three years. And you're right, Liz. That's really the key point. And, of course, the first thing the Bidens did was blame Donald Trump, who uh, is not president. (laughs) And it's not his baseline over the next three years. It's the Biden baseline, which is 25 spending is 25% of GDP. That there's the problem. The long-term average is 19 to 20. They're running 25% of GDP, and I don't see them doing a thing about it. Is that for me or Liz? <laughs> I'm going to give Liz the first shot. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Uh, maybe we lost Liz. So it's for you, Steve. <laughs> okay. So, look, first of all, I think the idea of, of downgrading the federal debt is the, one of the most outrageous, crazy things I've ever heard. I mean, if, if, if a federal yeah, treasury I, I... bill. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Steve, 
Okay, yeah. I was just saying that you know that look, a federal, the, the, the United States government is not going to default on its debt. I mean, it's right. crazy. Uh, so I think I thought that was a little bit of grandstanding, but I also agree that you know our government spending, and by the way, it's the spending that's the problem, not the not the yeah. We need to spend less money, but there's another component to this. Larry, that you and Art Laffer and Steve Forbes appreciate. You know, if we, if you look at the long-term forecast for economic growth, they're, mm-hmm. they're projecting 1.5% growth. If we can get back to three to three and a half percent growth, we, you know, half of the debt goes away. So mm-hmm. it's, we got to grow the economy as well. And one final thing for Biden to blame this on Trump mm-hmm. is laughable. We've added $10 trillion to the baseline o- over the next 10 years. And Biden's only been in office for two and a half years, and he's added $10 trillion to the debt. Yeah, I mean, Liz, the the Bidens can blame Trump, but the reality is the Bidens continue to spend, and I don't see any, any end to it. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. No, they, I mean, look, the game plan from the Biden camp has not changed. They want to continue to spend hundreds of billions of dollars on student loan uh, relief. They want to continue to spend hundreds of billion dollars on his green fantasy life that Joe Biden apparently is totally into. I mean, it's really a a pathetic thing. And the number that kind of stuck out to me was they're talking about uh, the deficit being 6.3% in 2023, in 2022, it was 3.7%. So what you hear from the president is always cut the deficit. He's doing such a great job on fiscal sobriety in a, in a year when we don't have any kind of excuse, any kind of emergency. We've almost doubled the deficit related to GDP. It's, it's crazy. And to Steve's point, the more we do this, the, the slower growth will be because the government is just gobbling up more and more turf. There's less and less innovation, productivity. I, I think this is really desperate. And I'm kind of shocked that the liberal media completely ignored this whole thing. Uh, Jamie Dimon says, oh, not to worry. Well, I think you should worry. These are not good numbers. You know, Steve, the, on that deficit point, I mean, besides spending, which I think is the problem, uh, in addition to the lack of growth, uh, 25% of GDP is a very big number for spending. But on the Liz number, 6% of GDP deficits, that's the estimate for the next several years. You know, we're not in a deep depression. We're not in a wartime situation. We've mm-hmm. never had 6% of GDP for deficits for long periods of time. This is new, and it's not good. And, and it would be one thing if if we were borrowing for things that have a long-term payoff, for mm-hmm. example, if we were building up our military or fixing our roads or our infrastructure, we're not. Did you see that, that we had an item in our hotline, and it was based on a Wall Street Journal story? But this is just indicative, folks, of what's going on, that this company, First Solar, mm-hmm. will get $10 billion of federal taxpayer money over the mm-hmm. next decade. 95% of its profits, Larry, come from taxpayers. 
I mean, why are we doing this? Yeah. Why, what we, you and I got together with Harold Hamm. We could be producing twice as much oil and gas, and it costs the taxpayers nothing. They would pay taxes. They wouldn't consume taxes. Uh, speaking of Harold Hamm, I like this from the hotline, Saudi America. Yeah. Ha- Harold Hamm of Continental. We had him on the show. I interviewed him earlier in this show. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, 30, what is his number? 36% of productive land for oil and gas drilling has been removed by Biden. Their policies have been so stringent. Uh, public lands, and actually private lands, are not better either. And Steve, as you note, the shift to natural gas has uh, made the United States the world leader in reducing carbon emissions because of natural gas. But there's a war against natural gas. Yeah, and why? Why? Why are they doing this? Natural gas reduces pollution levels. You you nailed it, Larry. The reason the United States has reduced our carbon emissions more than any other country is because we transition more to natural gas. When you think about it, natural gas is the absolute wonder fuel. Mm-hmm. It's cheap. It's abundant. It's clean burning. Uh, it's made in America. It's reliable. Why in the world are they against natural gas? Because you know, and the answer is this green movement is about green dollars that they want to. Uh, you know, filter to their friends who run windmills and run the solar companies and, Liz, and the battery companies. Liz, are you taking cold showers in the morning now? There's no more water heaters. <laughs> I tell you, you almost need a cold shower to wake up from the nightmare that we're living through politically. Uh, it's so By the way, shower, shower, cold showers are a good thing for you. I take a I cold shower every morning. <laughs> I know. You like that stuff. I'm not into it. Liz, <laughs> either. Liz Peake and Steve Moore. <laughs> it's wonderful. The best of the best. Uh, folks, I'm Larry Kudlow. Pleasure to be with you. We will be back next weekend. Thanks for listening. Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.